Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. ask you today that you would speak to our hearts, God, that you would just continue to mould us and shape us for your glory. Lord, we just thank you for every day of our life that you have given to us. God, we just pray today that you would speak to us by your word. I just thank you, Lord, for the power of your word, Lord. And even as we read your word this morning, I just pray, God, that you'd bring revelation to our hearts. The Lord, things in our mind would shift as we look at your word this morning, Lord. And God, you would prepare us, you would shape us and And help us, Lord, to rise up as your people, to be for your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. I wonder if you'd... uh, Actually, before we we go there, um, the title of my message this morning is We Are One. Would you say that with me? We are one. And uh, I just had this idea this morning, and I just wonder if you'll allow me to entertain my curiosity. Um, and I'm not sure if this will work because it's not a youth conference. Um, these, these sort of things always work better at youth conferences, I think. But just can you pretend you're your, you're your 16-year-old self right now, and you've had too much sugar, <laughs> maybe not enough sleep, and uh, you're, you're, you're a teenager again? Um, um, I wonder, are you feeling coordinated? That's a little sad. Um, <laughs> hopefully, let's, okay, let's find our coordination. Let's come on, shake out your shoulders a bit if you need to. Um, I want to, on the count of three, I want everyone to slap your, your thighs like, like that, okay? Ready? On, on the count of three. <laughs> so everyone, everyone's awake. You know, we ha- we're an hour later today. Hopefully, you got a bit of a sleep in even this morning. Um, so, on the count of three, ready? One, two, three. Oh, that was pretty good. Uh, now, now I want you to try the same, I'm only going to clap, okay? So, one, two, three. Uh, that was good. You didn't even need a warm-up of clapping. That's good. Okay, so I haven't thought this through in my brain enough to make sure this is going to work, but I'm going to try. Um, I, th- I, th- I thought about playing a little clip this morning from a song that we probably have all heard on ABC um, at times, um, and it's to do with the title of my message, We Are One. You know that one that goes, we are one, and it's all really quiet. It's like that little kid's little voice. It's like, we are one, and then you hear the boom. Yeah, you know that line? So we're going to try and do it. I'm not going to do any rehearsals. We're just going to go straight in. I'm going to try singing it, and then you're going to go boom, but we are many. Okay, ready? Are you ready? Remember, 16-year-old self, lots of sugar, not enough sleep. You're into this. We're in the youth conference right now. Okay, here we go. We are one. But we are many. Hey, that was good. That was good. Give yourself a clap. Give yourself a pat on the back. That was good. Now, my, my hope is every time you hear that song now on the ABC or wherever you hear that song, we are one, boom, you'll just be like slapping your thighs and clapping your hands and going, but we are many. And then you'll be like, what did Andrew preach on? Like, what was, what was, what was the point behind the title? Anyway. Today, I want us to celebrate that we are one in Christ, that we are one body. We are one body, whether you're at home alone today watching the live stream, 
whether it's Monday night because you missed church on Sunday and you're re-watching online or listening to the podcast, or whether you're here sitting in the building today, whether we have one service or five services, we are one body in Christ. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. And I want to celebrate that today. We are celebrating today in a sense as well that we are one body at one time, in one place, on, at 10.30 at CFC. And I'm really excited and enjoying this, to be honest. Um, it's so nice. But even as I say that, I, I want to point out, as good as it is, as nice as it is to all be together at one time, in one place, apart from those of you who can't be here because you've got COVID or whatever, as nice as it is, you know, in a healthy, growing family, there comes a point in every young man's life where he, well, not every young man's life, but in many young men's life where he meets the girl of his dreams and sparks fly and, and love is in the air and all of that. And, and there's, there's a marriage and there's a, 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 a creating of a new family. And within the family, you know, some families, they, they live together with their, their parents still or their in-laws still, and, and that's okay. But there comes a time when you've got six kids and you've just got to move out. <laughs> and sometimes you've got to build extra rooms, and praise God, our extra rooms are almost done. But um, there comes a time in every healthy, growing family when there's a, a new nucleus of the family needs to begin. You, are you getting my, my drift? And as good and as lovely, as nice as it is to all be together today, I pray that we won't stay this way forever. The first Sunday I ever preached in this church as pastor, I said, I do not want us to stay like this forever. I, I pray, I pray that our hearts can be big enough to believe that God wants to reach more people in this city. That God wants to use us to reach this city, this nation, this world for God with the gospel. And even as we come back together, as we celebrate that we are one in Christ today, I, I pray that our hearts will also be stirred to say, God, let us be overflowing at the seams and, and, and just people too many to count that we just need more gatherings in more places and, in more, and maybe we'll have church plants in different locations. And, and because, you know, the church isn't CFC. The church is the body of Christ, and I pray that this body of Christ in the city of Colac will grow and grow and grow and grow. Today we want to celebrate being one body and being together. But I also believe that it's right that we also grieve with those who are hurting and suffering even today. Point number one. We are one in humanity. We are one in humanity. We are created in the image of God. I want to read to you from Genesis chapter 1. To remind us of what God did in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. Genesis 1 verse 26 says this, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like ourselves. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. I want you to just turn a look at the person beside you. That person was made in the image of God. I'm not saying God looks like that person. 
But God loves that person. We are one in humanity and it should break our hearts to see people created in the image of God being treated with anything less than respect and love. God didn't say it is good after he'd made humanity. He made Adam and Eve and he placed them in the garden and he said it is very good. It is awesome. It is fantastic. It is amazing. Point number two. I'm moving through quickly, aren't I? You're like, oh, how many points has he got? How, many, how quick is this going to go? Point number two. We are one because we've all been created by our loving God. Every single person you ever meet in your life has been created by our loving God. He loves them and we are called to love them. Have a listen to what he says about how to treat each other. In Ephesians 4 verse 28, I'll read that together. If you're a thief, if you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Can I just re read that again? Verse 32, instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, not hard-hearted, not calloused-hearted, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Just one verse from Romans 12, verse 10. It says, love each other with genuine affection. Affection, not just, just love with a bit of kindness, genuine affection. Take delight in honouring each other. Church, it should break our hearts to see what is happening in the world today. To see the people of Ukraine right now fleeing their homes. These people that are traumatised and I know there's other things around the world at different times and even happening now that, are, that also should break our hearts. But in 10 days, one and a half million people leaving their home and their country just to try and be safe. I just heard last night it's probably two and a half million people now, and possibly four million by the end of the week even. People that have just left everything just so that they can survive in safety. And even as I say in safety, I think, well, who knows the situations they're going into, the trials, the, the challenges that they're going to face. So it's the, the, the fastest uh, growing refugee crisis since the Second World War. These things should break our hearts. Actually, I just saw uh, on Friday, I didn't have a lot of time to see it, but uh, on Wednesday at 5.30, there's a, a gathering at St Mary's about the refugee situation in Australia around the world right now. And if anyone's interested, five, th five o'clock, sorry, five o'clock at St Mary's on, on Wednesday, the 16th of March. Um, if you want to find out more about that, you can grab that off me later, but... 
Now, it should break our hearts to see what other human beings are going through in this life. And closer to home, you know, as we watch the news and see the, the floods in Queensland and New South Wales, can you imagine having everything you own covered in uh, a layer of mud? Everything you own covered with water, soaked. 20 people died in those floods I know of. And I know some of you are involved in some of the support efforts to try and get resources up to those people in New South Wales and organising a truck to send resources. And as a church, we're going to be sending some money to help uh, get support to those people who've just lost everything. I think sometimes we, we, we see the news, we hear about the news, and our heart gets hard. It's hard to carry. It's hard to respond continually to the thing, things we see over and over and over again. But God, help us keep tender hearts. I was um, uh, just reading an email on Friday also from uh, Mike Cronin. You might remember Mike, Pastor Mike Cronin was here last year while we were on long service leave. And uh, they, Pastor Mike and Lois, they went to Poland a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, and helped plant a church over there. And there's a, a CRC church in Poland and it's grown. And, and right now they've got about 20 families in their church that have opened their homes to have these Ukrainian families just come and live in their home. And they're expecting it to be for the next six to 12 months. They speak a different language. They, they have nothing to give them in return. And they've just opened their homes and said, you can stay here as long as you need to. And uh, I, I hope as a church that we can uh, gather some funds to, to send to those people who are supporting these families. And for how long, we, do, we don't know. But uh, there's some things there that we can physically do. We can pray and we can be involved in some way. If that's something that's stirring your heart, maybe you feel to give to the floods, maybe you feel to give to the people in U of Ukraine. There's so many people going through something. We probably all know someone closer, someone personally that we know are going through challenges right now. And we are called to show mercy. We are show, called to show compassion and kindness because God has shown his kindness, his grace and his compassion to us. Just last week I was talking, last week, gee the weeks have flown by lately, but it was, might have been last week or the week before, I'm not sure. I was chatting with uh, Matt and Beck Rodder who live in Georgia and you may remember they've been here a couple of times sharing about what they were doing as moving to Georgia in the Middle East, which borders with Russia. It's about, I think it's six or 800 kilometers from Ukraine. And in their church, they have people who are from Ukraine and they have people in the church that are from Russia. And it's, it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult situation with different voices, different things they're hearing. But we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to pray for God's strength, for God's wisdom, that, that they would know that they are still one in Christ. Here's the, the great truth. As we're thinking about what on earth are we here for, that's the series we've been we're working through. We've been talking about worship and we've been talking about we're here to worship, we're here for fellowship. Last week, David talked about what, what fellowship is. It's not just Sunday mornings, it's, it's gathering together as God's people wherever we can gather. Point number three, we are one because Christ has made us one. It was God's choice to bring us together as his people, as his family, to make us one body in Christ. 
And that's, that's the ultimate reason. It's not because we chose to become it, but we come to Christ and we are joined into his family. Ephesians talks of us being about living stones joined together for the glory of God, his living temple. I'm going to listen to the, the words in Romans 12. I'm going to read from verse 1 to 21. It says this in Romans 12. I'm going to open up. Lord. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body. And we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. I think you'd almost add in, if you have a gift for anything else, do it gladly for the glory of God. Verse 9, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy. But work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Re rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. You know, that's a tough one. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. God, let your love be revealed to that person. Let your love be revealed to those people who persecute your people, Lord. You know, as we read things from the persecuted church, so often they say, don't just pray for the persecution to stop. Pray that the persecutors will have revelation of the Savior of the world, that they will be transformed and live for the glory of God instead. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honourable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. 
Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them to something to drink. In doing this, you will hit burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. You know, sometimes we go through seasons where we're weeping and we're rejoicing in very close proximity moments together. You know, this last weekend's been a, a, a busy, we're still in the weekend, aren't we? <laughs> this last few days has been a time, of, it's just like a roller coaster of weeping with those who weep and rejoicing with those who rejoice. So with Ruth on Friday, just before she passed, and then here the next day with the family, and then in the afternoon we're celebrating a, a wedding and, and rejoicing with those who rejoice. And you know what, it, it's, it's a challenge. But you know, even last night I said to Rochelle, you know what? So glad we can just go to church tomorrow and hang out with our family. <laughs> Let's go to church and just rejoice in our Savior who loves us and who gave his life for us. We are one because Christ has made us one. We are one, we are joined together so that we might live as one, supporting each other, encouraging each other, rejoicing with one another through every season that we go through. And we are all so different. Turn to the person again beside you. Have a look at them. Turn the other way. Have a look at the other person the other way. We're all pretty different, let's be honest. We have different passions. We have different gifts. We have different skills. We have different things that get us fired up. But you know, God loves every single one of us the same. And we are called to love one another. We belong to one another. You are not on your own for the glory of God. We exist as a body for the glory of God. Point number four. I've only got five points if you're wondering now. <laughs> Point number four. We are one because he is one. I want to read the prayer of Jesus in John 17. Verse 1 to 21. There's a lot of ones there. <laughs> John 17. In verse 1 it says, after saying all these things, this is just before Jesus is betrayed and arrested. He says, After saying all these things, been chatting with the disciples, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so he can give glory back to you. That's the heart of the, the, the Trinity of God, to, to glorify themselves, each other, the Trinity. They are one. For you have given... Him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know everything, that everything I have is a gift from you. For I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory." 
Now I am departing from this world. They are staying in this world. But I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name, so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that not one was lost except the one headed for destruction as the scriptures foretold. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I've given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them, so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but for also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. Jesus' prayer before he was betrayed and arrested, his, his final prayer with the disciples was, Father, make them one. Let the world see the love they have for one another, the unity they have to one another as my people, as your church. Let the world see your love in them and be drawn to you through them, Lord. That we would show love, that we would show forgiveness, that we would have that unity of true fellowship. I'm going to invite the band to come now. And before I share my, my final point, I want to finish by uh, telling you about a movie I saw a few years ago. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've all seen this movie. Um, it's, uh, I think it really impacted me because of the, the way that the people in this movie in this in this it's a true story um, the way they willingly joyfully sacrificed their own lives for the glory of someone else and the, the movie is called all for one and uh, uh, it's actually about an Aussie cycling team um, <laughs> I, I knew you saw that coming didn't you um, <laughs> It's, I'm sure you, you've all seen it, haven't you? You've all seen it. Um, uh, I will just put out, there's a little bit of a, a language warning. There's a few um, Larrikin Aussie people in the show. But um, it's, a, it's a story about the, the, the coming together of the very first world Aussie cycling team. And, uh, and it, it's the story of the, the passion of these people who poured out millions and millions of dollars to, to set up this team and these people that work so hard to put together this team, and it's the, the journey of the first five years of the team. And, and I, I laughed and I cried, and there was, there was aches in my belly from laughing so much, and there was tears. And I've spoken to others that don't like bike, riding, riding bikes, and I actually really enjoyed the movie too. Um, 
But then you see that the pictures through the movie of these people who have literally blood, sweat and tears go through life-threatening injuries just to try and win a race. And it's not just trying to win the race for themselves, but they're trying to help their teammate win a race. And, and, and they, yeah, that's a, a muddy one. Um, and, and, and they go through this and, and there's something that resonates within us when we see people sacrificing of themselves for someone else. Church, we know the one. You can take those pictures away. It's not about that. We know the one who gave himself. He gave his life upon the cross that all people everywhere could be set free from their sin and have eternal life. Church, let's live all for one. Let's be one body. Let's live all for the glory of one. Let's live for his glory. Let's live for his purposes and not our own. We belong to one another. We belong to him. And let's live in fellowship, glorifying our Savior and King. So a couple of years ago, we, we tried to have a, an Easter event called the uh, Big Easter Family Picnic. And COVID kind of knocked that on the head. Uh, and this year we're, we're planning, we're still kind of in the formation stages of it, we're planning to, to have a, an event to invite our, our Kids Inc. families and our, our Mops families and some different people around, the, the I guess you'd say the, the fringes of the church. They haven't been on a Sunday morning before, but we want to have an event where they can just come and we're going to have a big Easter egg hunt for the kids and some, some games and just activities in the park and, and just a time for people to come together. And I, I just want to ask that you would pray that not just through that event, but through this coming up to Easter time. I wonder how many people we can believe for to God to draw into a relationship with him this Easter time. I wonder if you can believe for one person to come to Christ. I wonder if you can believe for God to bring five people to himself, 10 people, 20 people. I don't know, maybe God wants to start a revival in this city. What would you pray as we come up to this Easter time that we would live all for the glory of one? that God would use us as his people to draw people to himself, that they might know the love of God and have the hope we have, discover the hope we have. I'm going to skip that other thing I was going to share. I'll save that for another day. You have to wait for that one. Can we, can we do it one more time? If you, if you fall asleep or you're still awake, you're still young, you're still your 16-year-old self, ready? We are one, but we... And let it live all for the glory of one. God, we just thank you so much for what you have done for us. Lord, we pray that you would help us. Help us, Lord, to love. Help us, Lord, to forgive. Help us, Lord, to show encouragement, your grace and your kindness to one another. Through every day that we live, Lord. Lord, we just pray that you would use us this week, this, in everything we do, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand and we're going to finish with this song as we celebrate our Saviour.